Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Michelle Dang. Welcome to this week's episode. It is number 41, Dynamic and Ever-Evolving with Dr. Tanya Booker. Before I tell you a little bit about Dr. Booker, just wanted to check in and see how you all are doing. It is super cold, much colder than we are used to down here in Texas. There was a cold front that came in and went from being super hot, muggy, humid, and all of a sudden this morning we woke up. It was rainy, dreary, in the low 40s, low to mid 40s. And so there was nothing in between. And I don't know about you all, but for me, I'm super affected by temperature and the weather. So if it's cold and dreary and just um, kind of uh, just sad looking outside, I tend to take that on myself. And so I've been feeling a little bit out of it this morning, but I've been really diligent about being on my schedule. And so I use my planner and I have been trying to be more mindful about planning out my days and understanding, giving myself grace that things can change and move. However, being a little bit more diligent about trying to go to sleep early, not being on my phone all the time or social media and waking up early enough to really enjoy my mornings have my coffee, make a delicious breakfast for my family, and then get the day going. So for me personally, that's really helped in the last week or so, just um, being able to get a little bit more stuff done and accomplished, checking off all those boxes, which I love to do. And then I think just by being able to check off those boxes kind of triggers my brain to remember all the other things that I've been wanting to do and procrastinating or putting off doing. So Long story short, I've been able to get a lot of stuff done and uh, just gearing up for more and more things to come. So with that being said, I want to introduce you all to Dr. Tanya Booker. I recorded this episode with her a few months ago, and I'm super excited to bring this episode to you. For me personally, I really enjoyed talking to her and seeing all the exciting things that she's working on and working towards. And also, she uses social media very well. She uh, posts some great pictures and we chat a little bit about that, but uses that in a very positive way to encourage movement and wellness and health to her followers. So with that being said, I will introduce you to Dr. Tanya Booker. She is an internist turned wellness doctor, marathon runner, and blogger based out of Houston, Texas. She started running for stress relief as a medical student in her 20s. And But when she started racing in her 30s, she became hooked. She has since completed two marathons, five half marathons, and a ton of 5K and 10K races. She reached a pivotal point in her career where she is transitioning from practicing traditional internal medicine, working in the hospital, to becoming a wellness doctor who focuses on using movement, nutrition, and meditation to treat common medical conditions as opposed to prescription drugs. As she learns more about ways to improve her personal health and well-being, she hopes to also help her patients live their healthiest life with fewer medications and physical limitations. 
You can find out more about her on Instagram at dr.tanya and on her website, moveovermedicine.com. I will leave all that information on the show notes and on our Instagram page. Again, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, please head on over to our Instagram page, wishwell.health. You can click on the link in the bio for the iTunes podcast, and please leave a rating and review or send me a comment on Instagram. I love hearing from you all. And I am at this point trying to put together a, a a speaker list for season two. So I'm hoping to release that in a couple of months and I'm super excited about that. I'm just gathering a couple of speakers. So again, if you want to leave me any comments or messages with specific topics that you want to hear about, I will be more than happy to reach out to find experts on those issues and look forward to hearing more from us soon. Take care. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wishwell Podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Tanya Booker. Actually, Tanya and I were just talking briefly before we started recording, and it turned out that we came across each other where we used to work, where I used to work at the hospital. Um, so she's, we've seen each other's names, but never really connected until recently, probably within the last year or so. I think we connected on social media, on Instagram. And um, I've always liked her running pictures and uh, was really excited to get her on the podcast so she can discuss her journey through health and wellness. So welcome, Tanya. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here to share your story. So we'll just jump right in. Um, what does health and wellness mean to you? What is your personal journey? So health and wellness, as I get closer to my 40s, it um, means just whole body wellness of a mind, body, and, and spirit. So wellness, I believe, um, means, you know, having a solid healthy physical body which includes inside and out in like literally your internal your organs and things of that nature as well as you know uh, um, a positive outward uh, appearance or uh, perception of yourself but also i think it um means you know that your your mind and your spirit are also balanced and you know you balance sort of challenges and stresses and you're able to cope with those through you know different um, techniques whether it be through your uh, spirituality or religion or meditation and things of that nature so I think that wellness is not just about being quote-unquote healthy uh, or what we consider as healthy to be disease-free but also having a body that functions optimally and a mind that is, you know, well balanced as well. And just also having a positive outlook. Excellent. And so I, I forgot to mention earlier, so Tanya, you are an internal medicine physician and you work nights in the hospital, but I know that you are um, making the shift into more of the wellness aspect, which um, you discussed just earlier. So, um, so, but before we get into all of that, I want to hear about your personal journey in terms of your fitness and wellness. Um, I know you're a runner. So t t tell us a little bit about that journey. 
Yeah, so I've always been physically active. I think I started, you know, I started swimming when I was about seven. I started cheering um, as uh, when I was 10, if I recall correctly. And then I played volleyball and basketball in middle school. I did cheerleading again in high school and college. I even did some powerlifting in um, high school. And after I graduated from college, I wasn't super active, you know, as a medical student. But when it came time for me to start studying for my board exams, I noticed that I would feel really anxious and stressed. So I felt like I had all this kind of negative or anxious energy sort of built up inside. So I decided that I was going to start running um, just to kind of burn some of that negative energy. And what I would do is I would just go to the gym um, a few times a week and put on my headphones, put on my lectures. Um, my medical school lectures and then just run and at that point I wasn't a runner I actually the first time I ran a mile was in undergrad when I was a cheerleader our coach would make us run one mile every day before practice it was the first time I had done it and I puked like it was so such a my body like such a shock to my body that mm -hmm. I became physically sick so that happened a couple of times and then after but that- But you kept up with it, which is great. <laughs> absolutely. So after that, I didn't really run again until medical school, which was a couple of years later. And I noticed that it just made me feel like so much lighter and the stress and sensation of uh, anxiety, all that stuff kind of literally dissipated whenever I would run. So then I started to do it more. Um, and you know, I, I, at that time, by that time, I was already married as a medical student. I had a, a son and you know, it was just very, I, I had a lot of demands uh, beyond just having to study to become a physician. So, you know, that point is where my running started. And then after I graduated from medical school and started residency, I found myself over well, you, know, you know, I put on a few pounds between undergrad and residency, basically. So at that point, I started kind of counting calories and I also started exercising. But for me, you know, I didn't really, I didn't have a gym membership or anything. So basically after class or after work, I would just go and kind of run in my neighborhood. And I noticed, hmm, you know, these runs are starting to get a lot easier. And I'm actually able to, you know, I sort of built up to running, instead of just running one mile at a time, I built up to running three miles. And then one day I had this bright idea and I said, hmm, I'm going to go run six miles. And, you know, I would just kind of continue to push myself until I um, built up, you know, longer distances and I was getting a lot faster. So then one day in 2017, we, I was watching... Uh, the New York City Marathon and this little tiny lady crosses the finish line and she's first place and her average pace is like five minutes per mile for an entire marathon 26.2 oh miles and I was just like oh my god this is real people do this this is possible and then it was it just kind of like lit this spark in me and then my husband was like you know we should run a marathon and he's not a runner mind you and I was like mm, I don't think I really need to run a marathon. That seems kind of extreme. And he was like, yeah, but I know you. And if we only do the half marathon, you're going to have to do the marathon anyway. So let's just train for the marathon and do it, get it out of the way, right? Mm -hmm. So lo and behold, he was correct. So we finished, 
<laughs> we finished our first marathon in January 2018, the Chevron Marathon. Uh-huh. And that was probably the point where I became hooked. So then, you know, the rest is pretty much history. So at this point, I've run two full marathons, probably about five half marathons, a ton of 5Ks, 10Ks. So it went from me running for stress relief to me sort of running to push myself and challenge myself and see how much further I could go, you know, or how much faster I could be. Um, So it's really just kind of um, a personal I'm just trying to achieve my personal best in running. You know, it's something that I really enjoy. I also do some uh, weight training. I I hired a personal trainer in 2016, and she sort of taught me some, um, you know, weight and resistance techniques. So I've incorporated that into my physical activity. More recent in my journey, I have actually, you know, I feel like I've always been a healthy eater. Mm-hmm. but uh, maybe not always. Uh, that's not completely accurate. Maybe not always, but at this point, you know, I'm a relatively healthy eater, but I think that I'd like to continue to sort of purge some of the refined grains and sugars from my diet and make sure I in, eat, eat more uh, fruits and vegetables and whole foods, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I am in my journey at this point. And I'm educating myself on new um, tools and techniques that, you know, we can all use to optimize our health, optimize our nutrition. And I hope to be able to educate myself to the point that I can share that knowledge that I'm gaining with patients so that people can basically, um, you know, live full lives without having to be uh, you know, disabled or without having to live with chronic medical problems that put them on, you know, this laundry list of medications. Obviously, in the hospital, we see patients all the time, and they have like 10 plus medical, uh, excuse me, 10 plus medications. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, this, at that point, it can't be good for them, you know, and then yeah. the medications have side effects, they have interactions. Uh, They change your body chemistry. They change the way you absorb nutrients from even good foods that you may be eating. So all that being said, I just kind of uh, want to get as much information as I can so that I not only benefit from it and can live a long, full, healthy life, but I also want to help other people achieve, you know, that same uh, health and wellness, basically. Yeah, what an incredible journey, especially, I mean, as you said, you went from not really running at all to now, you know, being a runner and running marathons. And I think you were a Chevron Houston race ambassador last year. Yes. That's so incredible. What was that like? That's an awesome experience too. Yeah, one of uh, somebody I inter- one of my friends I interviewed on a previous episode, Veronica. Um, she's a Chevron race uh, marathon race ambassador for this upcoming year, and she's super excited about it. So, what what exactly what? How did you get into doing that, and what was that experience like for you in the last year? So it's interesting. So after I ran, so I ran in 2018. We did the full marathon. 
And then in 2019, we did the half marathon mainly because um, the training, you know, the worst part of running, a, not the worst or the most difficult part of running a marathon is actually the training, in my opinion. So I knew that I wouldn't have time in my schedule to train for a full. So we only signed up for the half. After we completed the half, I received an email um, basically inviting me to apply to become a race ambassador. At that point, I had never even heard of it, didn't really know what it was all about. But I took, you know, I took a chance and I applied and I was actually selected, which was super exciting. Mm -hmm. And it actually connected me to more people in my area that were runners and really just introduced me to this, this awesome running community. Everybody is so supportive and so welcoming and it's just just an awesome experience. I almost can't find the words to describe it. Um, That's so, so incredible. That like led me, you know, to other people and other activities in the area. And, um, you know, I had the opportunity to share my story uh, and submit a couple of, um, well, a story, uh, what do you call it? Like a, not really, I guess it was more like a blog post uh, for the Chevron Marathon blog. Um, it was just an awesome experience. I feel like it also sort of gave me some exposure uh, to introduce me to other opportunities um, and other races and things of that nature. So it was really just a, an amazing experience. That sounds so fun. And I'm so glad that you got to experience that. Um, so I kind of want to shift gears a little bit. You know, um, I know that, um, you know, you, you're, you're really into the wellness aspect. And was that a shift that you noticed um, just recently with you being really into the, the fitness and the running? Or was it something that you've always kind of been interested in? Actually, you know, it, it's something, it, uh, I did take a course of uh, complementary and alternative medicine as an elective as a medical student. So I think that's where the seed was planted. But then as I, um, you know, went through my residency training and, you know, started practicing medicine, I basically started noticing a pattern like people, um, you know, get, get these chronic diseases and in a lot of cases, inflammation is at the root of these chronic diseases. And in other, you know, many situations, what we eat, like what we put into our bodies or a lack of physical activity or too much stress or even not getting enough sleep, all those things contribute to poor health. And if we can just sort of refocus and put things um, back into balance, you know, get our stress under control, make sure we're getting enough sleep, make sure we're uh, being physically active and keeping our muscles and our joints healthy that way. And we put in good fuel with good whole foods, then we can reverse or even prevent like many of those chronic medical problems. So, you know, as a medical student, as you know, <laughs> you we're not really taught nutrition mm -hmm. um and it's like i started counting calories and reading labels probably as early as maybe 2004 2005 but then i really started paying close attention to nutrition uh probably around 2012 mm -hmm. i gained ooh, a good amount of weight so then i started kind of trying to educate myself on you know what is what first of all what causes weight gain 
and you know what foods should we be eating what foods are really bad foods so as i continued you know started to educate myself um it basically brought me to um sugar <laughs> sugar is, is the devil right um but not just sugar being the devil like insulin um spikes causing weight gain and what can we do to manage insulin spikes? So as I started learning these things, I realized that some of the techniques that we use to treat chronic diseases, specifically diabetes, since we're talking about sugar, the way we're taught it in medical school, it's all wrong. We're taught to treat a number, the blood sugar, because if you get the blood sugar, in theory, if you treat the blood sugar or get the blood sugar under control, then you prevent those bad outcomes, such as kidney failure and um, neuropathies and blindness and heart disease and strokes and things of that nature. So that's what we're taught. So we're taught give insulin to bring the sugar down or give medications to bring the sugar down. Sugar down. But the root cause is actually something that we can modify by changing our diet, either changing what we eat or changing how we eat. So, or the timing that we eat things. So just kind of learning or realizing that really made me think, you know what, how many other conditions can we treat by changing what we eat or by changing our physical activity or managing our stress or being more, um, or getting, making sure we get enough sleep? Are there any other conditions that we can treat that way without having to include pharmaceuticals? So at that point, I decided, you know what, let me shift focus. Um, while I do enjoy working in the hospital, um, I love working in the acute care setting because you get that immediate gratification. Like a patient comes in sick, you do tests, you do imaging, you make a diagnosis, and then you put them on track for treatment. And then, you know, in a few days, usually, or hopefully they get better, they go home. But then I also noticed, you know, that there are people that kind of come back repeatedly. So I feel like as um, physicians moving forward, we do our patients a better uh, service if we help them uh, with lifestyle modifications that will keep them from this sort of downward spiral of chronic inflammation and chronic disease basically so instead of just being the person that prescribes a medication and or makes a diagnosis and prescribes a medication i kind of want to be at the front end of it and help people to live a whole more balanced healthier lives where they're happier but also kind of set them up to prevent those chronic diseases so that we don't even have to worry about treating them later yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it's, it's a movement that probably within the last five or 10 years or maybe, yeah. you know, recently that um, we are talking a little bit more about the nutrition and, um, you know, there's a lot of different specialties now out there that, um, you know, when I was in my training, we didn't have access to like exactly. culinary medicine, obesity medicine, lifestyle medicine, all these types of preventative types of specialties that are meant to help, you know, prevent and not just fix the problem like you were alluding to. So, um, so tell me a little bit about um, where you see yourself. Um, I know right now you are um, a hospitalist, but um, you do um, tell me a little bit about move over medicine. Yeah. So basically, you know, me and my running journey has kind of opened my eyes and inspired me to help others be able to achieve the same sort of um, satisfaction and 
overall well-being, sense of well-being that I achieve through running, but I know that there are some people who can't run. They can't run because they have um, either degenerative arthritis or they have uh, other neuromuscular issues or, um, eh, you know, anything that literally keeps them from physically being able to pick one foot up, put the other foot down. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my goal was to start kind of to target a specific group of patients um, to help them get moving. And if I can, and my thought is that if I can help you get moving, then I can help you feel better. I can help you manage stress. I can help you sleep better. I can help you um, achieve weight loss. And if you can do those things, then you're on the right track to kind of either avoiding or at least re um, either avoiding or reversing some of the potential chronic medical problems that could otherwise be in their near future. So I started, um, I opened a, a clinic. So we're, we're really just kind of ramping up now and tailoring uh, the services. Right now I do um, some injections for osteoarthritis knee pain and I've had some success uh, with patients um, receiving hyaluronic acid injections to help alleviate their knee pain. Um, and I've had uh, patients come in, you know, limping and literally leave walking and one guy came back this next week and we're like hey what happened to your cane and he's like oh i don't need it i feel great and i'm like oh i don't know about that but <laughs> <laughs> so you know we've, we've seen some great results but i'd also like to incorporate a in nutrition because there are some uh, foods that are pro-inflammatory or induce inflammation and there are also other foods that kind of uh, can um reduce inflammation in the body. Mm -hmm. So I want to incorporate a nutrition program uh, with my uh, knee injection program to kind of give, to help people with a more comprehensive approach, basically. So instead of just doing injections and physical therapy and bracing, uh, we can also tackle arthritis through um, inflammation and nutrition and make sure you have all the building blocks for all, all of your joints and all of your muscles to function optimally so that you actually can heal and hopefully uh you know the ultimate goal in my specific patient population is to avoid knee replacement surgery mm -hmm. um so that would be the ultimate goal but we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes so yeah. i see myself um practicing as a functional wellness uh practitioner um, offering services to basically optimize people's uh, level of physical activity as well as nutrition so that they can ultimately maintain a healthy weight and avoid, you know, the in chronic, in, in, in downward spiral of chronic medical conditions and medications and things of that nature, basically. Yeah. I mean, that sounds so, so great that you are, um, that you started this, this clinic to kind of do a holistic kind of uh, treatment plan for these patients. And I think, you know, uh, the way to go isn't just one, one thing. And I tell my patients that a lot too. It's, you know, a variety of things that can help you feeling better, getting moving um, so that you can get out back out there and do all the things that you enjoy doing. Um, so I think it's great that you've, you've developed this. Um, and, uh, and I, I don't know if we actually said your exact words for your journey, but you told me earlier uh, before we recorded that it was dynamic and ever evolving. And I think um, you've really exemplified that with your own 
fitness journey as evolving and your journey in your career as well. And so I congratulate you on taking that next step and and really getting out there and trying to help people get moving. Um, So, um, so we're about to wrap up, but I want to give you the opportunity to share with our listeners how they can reach you um, if they want to connect with you. For sure. So I'm actually transitioning uh, from one clinic space to another clinic space. So my physical address will be changing literally over the next week. Um, and that's thanks to coronavirus. But, <laughs> you know, things are um, um, turning around. I think that, you know, the, mo- the transition will actually ultimately be a blessing and turn out to be a positive. So, yeah, I guess we'll say thank you, coronavirus. <laughs> anyway. Um, but no, right now I can be reached, um, usually on uh, social media. My Instagram handle is at Dr. Tanya. It's, or it's actually at Dr. Tanya. So that's doctor spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R dot T-A-N-I-A. And I also, um, can be reached via my blog. It's www.moveovermedicine.com. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Tanya, for taking your time out to share with us your fitness journey and your career journey. And I wish you the best of luck in the future. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. This is an awesome platform and I really, really appreciate what you do. I'm so glad you're able to take your time out. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness. Thank you.